At the time, my life was a mess. I had dropped out of high school, I stopped playing hockey, and I quit working at my job at the restaurant where I was a prep cook. At the time, I was living with my girlfriend, but that ended as well, and she had just broken up with me. All this happened within the span of a few months, so I moved back home to try and figure out what was next. But instead of moving forward, I was playing World of Warcraft 16 hours a day. At the time, I was so depressed, and I couldn't do anything else. Eventually, this became a serious problem when I wrote a suicide note. I just couldn't take it anymore. It was this night when I realized I need to make a change. Now I get people on this channel all the time who comment things like gaming addiction isn't real, playing video games helps me escape the hard reality of life, or it's not a gaming issue, it's just depression. So that's why in today's video, we will do a deep dive into the science behind gaming and depression, and ultimately try to answer the question, do video games cause depression? Or are video games just a way to cope with the harsh realities of life? Before we get started, are you ready to take control over gaming? In phase one of our family program, we provide immediate strategies to stop the spiral and break through denial. In phase two, you make progress in all areas of your life, including increased motivation, productivity, and social skills. For information on our coaching programs, you can go to gamequitters.com and click book a call in the top right corner or email me directly cam at gamequitters.com. It is important to understand whether you are just sad or have an actual mood disorder. That's what depression is. It's a serious mental illness and if you feel that your symptoms like prolonged sadness and loss of interest in the world are severe, it is recommended to seek professional help and to be evaluated by a psychologist. For a self-guided quiz, you can use the link in the description for the NHS depression assessment. Now, other symptoms of depression include changes in appetite, mood swings, trouble sleeping, loss of energy, fatigue, mind fog, feelings of worthlessness, and thoughts of death or suicide. In most cases, some or most of the symptoms have to be persistent for a couple weeks or longer to be actually diagnosed. And that is the difference between sadness and actual depression. As Dr. Ali says, sadness is a temporary emotion we get when we experience loss or when things aren't going the way we hoped they would. Whereas depression is a mood disorder and long-term condition that persists. Sadness is a temporary emotion we get when we experience a loss or when things aren't going the way we hoped they would. Depression is a mood. It sticks around for a long time and it impacts a lot more of your life. The question I always ask to separate the two is this. Do you still enjoy things the way you used to? While there are a lot of reasons why people get depressed, what depression does to your mind is always the same. It makes you lose interest in life. This makes you less motivated. Then it gets harder to do anything. Now, even if you go through the motions of doing something you used to enjoy, you're not getting much pleasure out of it and you start to dislike yourself and everything around you. Sadness makes you feel down. Depression evaporates joy. Now quickly, it's worth mentioning that there are also different types of depression. Episodic. Depressive episodes come and go and the symptoms of this type of depression might be present for two weeks or longer at a time. These episodes may come at a particular season or time of the year, or they might be tied to certain events in your life. The winter blues would be an example. There's also repeating. Repeating depression is the type of depression that occurs constantly. This is perhaps the most common type of depression, and this type of depression can last several months or even years before it is diagnosed. Bipolar. Bipolar depression is a part of bipolar disorder. This disorder is known for having episodes of extreme highs and episodes of extreme lows. When the episode of extreme lows kicks in, 
This is called bipolar depression. There's also moderate to severe depression. Severe depression is linked to heavy symptoms of depression that might cause you to feel like you cannot live your life normally any longer. The most severe symptoms might include suicidal thoughts, extreme fatigue, and disinterest in life, food, and other activities. So what causes this horrible mental condition? And was it lingering before you started playing games or did gaming actually create it? I wanna look at both sides, starting with if you had depression before gaming. Current research has found that depression affects almost one in 10 Americans. In 2020, the depression rate for teenagers and young adults was around 17% and has probably increased since then with things like COVID. Now it's safe to say that not all addictive things like gaming, smoking, alcohol, gambling, consumerism, and so on cause depression directly. Depression can occur before using any addictive substances as a coping mechanism. Traumatic life events, abuse of people or environments, lack of success in life, and many other things can contribute to depression. This serious mood condition doesn't happen in one day, but it takes time to creep into a person's life. It then persists, and it does not necessarily appear after an addictive substance or behavior has entered that person's life. Still, sometimes the thing that you escape into from the difficulties of your life can be what actually creates a lot of other difficulties. So what if you have developed depression after starting to game excessively? If you moderate your gaming by playing one or two hours every day or every other day and still do all your responsibilities and have quality of life in other areas such as like healthy relationships, other hobbies, a job, going to school, then video games have a low chance of creating depression. However, as with most addictive substances or behaviors, the problem is that it's easy to get addicted and have that then create issues in your life. Just think about smoking. When I was working at that restaurant, most of the other cooks smoked cigarettes and they took a lot of extra breaks because of that. If you've ever worked in a kitchen, you've probably seen the same thing. So I thought I should start smoking too. Brilliant. At first, it was just a way to relax a bit while working, but from smoking, you get addicted to nicotine. So then when you're not smoking, you experience cravings to smoke and you can only satiate those cravings by smoking which then create more cravings to smoke and the cycle repeats itself. Now, if you simply stop smoking, you will break the cycle and the cravings being created from smoking will simply disappear like magic. The same type of experience can occur with gaming. Although with smoking, it's a physical craving for gaming, it's a psychological one. If you game for an extensive amount of time, the brain is constantly releasing and accepting huge amounts of our neurotransmitter called dopamine. I've already went into the science of this in what gaming does to your brain and a couple other videos featuring Andrew Huberman, which I definitely recommend to check out. But essentially when dopamine receptors accept huge amounts of dopamine, less stimulating activities like working on your job, doing schoolwork, engaging with other people, learning new skills, and just generally being engaged in other areas of your life just become difficult to do. So what's so important to note here is that when you are gaming excessively, you often are having a lot of fun. But when the brain gets hyperstimulation from one thing, like gaming, it will seek to get it more and more from that one thing. Thus, you spend more time doing that thing and end up withdrawing or even neglecting other activities in your life, which often may be the foundation of a person's health. With gaming, you're staying up really late. You're more isolated in a dark room. You no longer exercise or go outside. You don't feel a real sense of purpose in your real life. And voila, you start to feel depressed. There's a recipe there. Now, Dr. Ali says a good question to ask to determine the difference between sadness and depression is do you still enjoy the things that you used to enjoy? Depression makes you lose interest in life. You feel less motivated. And importantly, really try to hear this one. You're not getting much pleasure out of it. When you are gaming excessively, the way gaming can impact the brain can also make you lose interest in other things, feel less motivated towards them, 
and not feel pleasure in other activities. But, and this is so important, you can still feel immense pleasure from gaming. That's because your brain is addicted to gaming and the excitement of its stimulation. When you were depressed, you were more likely to be gaming and not finding pleasure in that either. Just simply going through the motions of playing because it's just your lifestyle. And I hear this from clients all the time in our family program who say they are not addicted to gaming, they are just depressed, and that's why they are gaming so much. And this is the key distinction between the two. Are they still finding pleasure in gaming or are they just playing to pass the time? And that's because another way gaming can lead to depression is by using it to escape life's problems. Perhaps you don't start neglecting your responsibilities in life, but maybe you begin gaming as an escape from those problems. It's a way to escape from stress. That was certainly the case for me. When I was being bullied at 13 years old, I no longer wanted to go to school or play hockey. And instead, I wanted to play video games. They were a world where I felt safer with the anonymity behind the screen. And if someone was being mean to me, I could just turn the game off and I was still safe. So in this instance, gaming was providing me with a benefit, but that's not how the story would end and eventually it would become a serious problem for me. And this same phenomenon has been found in the literature as well. In a 2019 science article, it was found that when people turn to addictive behaviors to treat anxiety or depression, the treatment can become harmful instead. This is not exclusive to gaming, and no matter what the addictive behavior-inducing activity is, if you are escaping into it, you might escape into something much more worrisome, or in the very least, something that is still negatively affecting your life. And that's exactly what happened to me. As much as gaming allowed me to escape and numb out my feelings from being bullied, it didn't fix anything, and my life just continued to get worse and worse. I stopped going to school, I stopped playing hockey, I had no motivation to work, I stayed in my room all day and didn't exercise. I really felt like I had lost all my purpose and hope for life. Instead, I played video games all day, every day. And if anybody tried to change that, I was hostile. I was aggressive. I was unreachable. Yet when I went to bed every night, I was more and more depressed, more and more anxious. And as I mentioned earlier, eventually I wrote a suicide note. So what is the answer? Do video games cause depression or are video games just a way to cope with depression? Honestly, it really depends on the situation and the person. But in my experience, it's less relevant if depression happened before or after gaming excessively. As the science clearly indicates, the relationship between problematic gaming and depression usually go hand in hand. Depression, amongst other comorbidities such as anxiety, ADHD, and OCD symptoms, are all common with problem gamers. When two disorders are comorbid, it means they are more than just co-occurring. Instead, they interact and affect each other. In 2012, one of the earliest studies to find a link between depression and gaming found that spending an excessive amount of time gaming was indeed often linked with mental problems like depression. A more recent 2020 study that also focused on depression and gaming found that in 526 participants, they all had depression and gaming co-occurring. It also found that most of these gamers used video games to alleviate depression, eventually making depression even worse. As you can see, it's not just about if depression occurred before or after the addictive behavior such as gaming was started. Depression and gaming can affect each other and can be a really damaging combination. And what I've seen time and time again in this community, both in my private coaching clients I work with and all of you lovely people who interact in the comments, is that when you stop gaming, often for a period of 90 days or longer, your depression often gets significantly better. Now, there may be a time after you stop where you're going through a withdrawal and you experience things like sleeping a lot, feeling down, feeling a sense of grief about gaming, and other withdrawal symptoms. But that's exactly what they are. 
withdrawal symptoms. And over time, you will do more and more things that will help you feel good in life and things will get better. At least that's certainly what's happened for me. I no longer feel so depressed or anxious. I no longer feel suicidal. And, you know, honestly, just in my life, things have got to a good place. So never give up and hang in there. If you are feeling depressed, please do not hesitate to contact and be evaluated by a professional. Thanks so much for listening to the Gaming the System podcast. I hope you got value out of today's episode. On GameQueers.com, we have hundreds of YouTube videos, articles, and other podcast episodes to help you get control over gaming. We also have bespoke coaching programs where we work directly with you and your family to get gaming under control for good. For information on our coaching programs, email me directly, cam at GameQueers.com, or go to GameQueers.com and click book a call on the top right corner, and I'll share information with you then. Together, we will get your son back on track and we look forward to working directly with you.